we are live. It's one o'clock. Saturday afternoon. You know what that means. It's time for Intelligent Ignorance. Your boy J. Chris. Your boy R. Dot. We are in the building and we got some things that we're going to discuss with you today. Turn the music down a little bit, y'all. Just a little bit. Turn the music down a little bit. R. Dot, how you feeling, man? Man, Jay, I'm so happy to be on with you this weekend, man. The show was in jeopardy this week. Man, I felt like I was going to die. Uh, you know, we were going back and forth since, what, about Wednesday, debating if I was even going to have a voice to do this show. So if I'm extra loud and clear today, it's because I'm just excited that I could even be on today, man. Well, you must be excited to be on today because you sound like you're not ailing from a doggone thing right now. We were going back and forth and... Yeah, I wasn't sure if you were going to make it, but you are definitely making it, and and I, I appreciate you being here. I'm glad you're here for Intelligent Ignorance for yet another Saturday. We may have only one more show before uh, the, the, the 2019 year comes along. We have one more show in 2018, and then it's on to new things in 2019, which we have a lot of things that are on the table. A lot of excitement here from our team here at New Twist Radio, Block Suite. Um, a lot of things going on. You're going to hear as many different places, see a lot of different things from us. Um, make sure you follow us on social media. Follow the show, Intelligent Ignorance, on Instagram. Follow uh, Nutris Radio on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Follow Block Suite on Instagram. And, 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 and we're all, just follow us everywhere. Follow us everywhere. Because everywhere. we are here. We're here to stay. We're not going anywhere. No one's asked us to. And, um, I just want to give uh, a special shout out to my man JB over at um, Philly Glo- Philly Go Flow Radio for a little tutorial session he gave me yesterday that adds even more excitement to the future of New Twist Radio. So when they when they make the movie about me, you know, one day about my the the, the empire that I, I build in some type of way, JB is definitely going to have a scene where he uh, made some things happen. So, uh, you know, definitely shout out to him. There's so many things we have, we can talk about today. There's so many things that have happened over the past week, two weeks. And, you know, the government has a partial shutdown. But we're not really going to get into that too much. Uh, what else happened? You know, with the, the Kevin Hart thing we talked about a couple of weeks ago, but we really didn't really get to get into it like we wanted to a couple of weeks ago. We got the Christmas holiday uh, coming up. Kwanzaa coming up right after that. Hanukkah just ended not too long ago, I believe. So there's so many things that to talk about. It, it's crazy. Uh, I want to say rest in peace to, oh, my goodness. I, I, I forgot the name that fast. Um, well, why I find that, I want to say rest in peace to Penny Marshall, uh, actor, and, actor and director, producer in Hollywood. Um, if you're not familiar with Penny Marshall, she was the director of, I didn't really, I didn't even know she was the director of A League of Their Own. That was one of my favorite movies growing up, A League of Their Own. And then um, also um, Laverne and Shirley. Let me tell you something. Uh, I remember my mom used to watch Laverne and Shirley, and I can remember, you know, that show. Uh, and I, I didn't like it back when I was a kid, and I don't know if I would like it now, but I just can't remember. I have memories of watching Laverne and Shirley and just thinking that they were kind of funny. Um, so, you know, Penny Marshall passed away this week. Um, just yesterday, uh, no, I posted it to New Twist Radio on Facebook. Now I can't find it. Doggone it. I hate when that happens. I forgot the name. Thank you. Say it again. Ethel 
Ethel Ayler. Ethel Ayler. I, I remember her as Claire's mother. Yes, she was Claire's mother on the Cosby Show. Uh, she played in Eve's Bayou. She was a stage performer. Um, you know, she, rest in peace to her. And these things, these things are very tough happening around the holidays, man. When, when, you know, because you'll be reminded of, and you're, you're reminded of them every year, regardless. But you know, while all these things are going on in the holidays, you, you remember things like that. But I, I really don't want to go. Um, I don't want to go too sad on the show. So let's let's get some uh, let's get some some good news out there. Jay Z is now America's richest musician. If you if you haven't seen that, check out New Twist Radio on Facebook, and uh, the details are right there on the on the New Twist Radio page. You can check that out. Kevin Hart finishes the year as the second highest paid comedian in the world. Finishes a half a million dollars under Jerry Seinfeld. So they. They've gone back and forth on this list, uh, you know, quite a bit. Mostly with Jerry Seinfeld topping the list, but yeah, they've gone, uh, they've gone back and forth. Um, one thing that you may have missed, and all these, all these stories you can check out on our Facebook page and Newswitch Radio. Um, there was a company in Detroit, Michigan, I believe, that surprises its employees with a four million dollar Christmas bonus. Now, you might say, wow, that's crazy. Yes, it is crazy. Not everybody got $4 million, though. So I think it actually broke down to $20,000 per employee, which is amazing in itself. $20,000 per employee Christmas bonus for this company in Detroit, Michigan. And, uh, you know, so many things going on. He, um, Meek Mill's grandmother's house was vandalized. Um Alfonso Ribeiro suing the, the makers of Fortnite and 2K over the over the Carlton dance. There's so many things going on over the weekend. I mean, over the week that you know that we could touch upon, but you know we just don't have that type of time. But just understand that. Go to NewTwistRadio.com. Go to NewTwist uh, Radio Facebook page. Uh, make sure you can check out BlockSuite.com because they are relaunching in January, and we will we will definitely be covering. Though all those things and more in the what's going on in the world. Um, a couple of things are that that you brought to my attention this week. One thing that I just you, you actually sent me a picture of, and I just was I want to be careful what I say, but I really don't have to because you know I'm not I'm not I'm not owned by any type of sponsorship bias type things here, so. Ardai, you told me about a white model who was having procedures to be black. They wanted to be black, a woman. You, you remember telling me about that, right? Yeah, man. <laughs> that was uh, – so it was funny because it popped up on my Snapchat. So it wasn't something – and it was funny because it was kind of the, the conversation that we started two weeks ago. Uh, we really didn't get to go in-depth with it like we wanted to. Uh, just because we had a, a caller from the UK, uh, really interesting conversation as well. But uh, this this model, and I can't even remember her name, uh, but she's had a number of procedures, and currently her and her boyfriend are getting injections. Uh, I believe they are melanin injections to darken their skin. Uh, so if and I wish I could have posted those before and after pictures uh, because she is pretty brown. Uh, there was some video footage where she was saying that she wanted to be African 
Brown. Uh, so it was it was a little weird. I didn't know, uh, but I didn't know that was I didn't know that was a collection. Yeah, I didn't I didn't really. But again, you know, she's in the UK, so I know things come off differently in other countries. We we view it a little different here than they view it over there. Uh, but name was Martina Big, uh, and it was crazy. I mean, she has she had got. 32S breast implants, and I believe previously they said she was about 120 pounds. I mean, I think they said statistically she has the the largest breasts in the UK, and she wants to change her skin tone. Uh, And it was something that was said in that conversation uh, two weeks ago by the, the, the young lady that we had on where she said that we should be happy. And I think, matter of fact, I know that those were the exact words. We should be happy that someone wants to look like us and embrace our culture. And while I get embraced, that's a little a little different than what I see here. But the question that we never got to, and it was one that I had posed to you the other day when I sent you this, was, what exactly is the advantage of being black? I'll tell you. I'll tell you what one advantage of. What is that? When you're when you're a, when you're a, a, a darker, complected uh, person, um, your skin is not as affected by sunlight as it is when you're are a lighter complected person. That's one of the only advantages I can really think of. The only one. Now, but but is that true? Well, well it, it's, the, it, it's, it's the melanin in the skin that protects from the sun. Well, it's true for those who are originally of a darker complexion. But so kind of like what we talked about on the show, we, we talked about black China and the skin whitening creams. So yeah. we can get into discussions about what advantages there are to being lighter. But I think on the flip side, when you think about what are the advantages of being of a darker complexion, I I have struggled <laughs> since I sent this, I have struggled to think about any specific advantages Outside of our culture So Among us that's different But in What we know Is our society today I would be hard pressed to Believe that there's anyone Who Would want to Be black That is not already and Unless you have some type of issues, <laughs> you, right. uh, you might have, I mean, you have mental issues. You can have image issues. Um, you know, because there's a lot of time. I mean, let, let's take it beyond just. I'm, I'm going to come back to it, but there are people that want to enhance their breasts, enhance their lips, enhance their butt, or have a reduction because for a lot of for reductions, a lot of times they're healthy. Um, for the enhancements, a lot of times it's 
cosmetic reason. They, they, they're not happy with the way that they look. They're not happy with the way that they're presented. Maybe they're not happy with the attention that they're getting, whether it be good or bad. So a lot of times it's, it's, it's um, issues within, within themselves. Some people do not, to, do not like to date within their race because of maybe how they were treated by certain races or how they came up. A lot of times it's an image thing. They, they don't like the image of certain things. Some people don't like to date outside of their race for image reasons. Okay? And you can, there's, there's two sides. There's a, almost a balance, a, a, a balance imbalance, if you will, of reasons for why people would do these. I call them crazy things. The people that do them, I'm sure, don't think they're crazy. But at me, as a person who is happy with himself, how he looks and, 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 and everything else. I cannot understand why someone would want to do these things to themselves to, to alternate their look because I'm happy with myself. So I'm not really, I don't really understand what it's not, what it's like to not be happy with yourself. You understand what I'm saying? I mean, would, would there be things I've changed? Yeah, of course. I'd, I'd love to still have a full head of hair, but it just ain't happening. And I can deal. I, I can. I can. I can deal with. It. You know what I mean? It, it just is what it is. So you know, hit us up three four. I'm school wrong. Wrong show. Sorry. <laughs> hit, hit us. Wrong show. Sorry about that. Shout out to the Soul and Sports. Um, hit us up two one five three eight three three nine nine two. We got a couple other things that we're going to talk about today. We want to talk about your holiday traditions with the holidays uh, upon us. Uh, Christmas. For those that celebrate the Christmas holiday, Christmas is on Tuesday, so it's just a few days away. Um, and then you have Kwanzaa right after that. For people that celebrate Kwanzaa, Hanukkah was just uh, was just just, just happening. Um, what they say on Safa, Happy Festivus to the rest of us. You know, some people don't want to celebrate the holidays; they're not into it. You know, it's not their thing. Maybe religiously they don't celebrate the holidays or this holiday, whatever the case may be. And you know, I want to know how that is on those people that. You know, in this country, this country overwhelms. I, I'm going to say it. I mean, some people ain't going to like it. Is what it is. This country overwhelms the the the. I guess I don't know if I'm. I don't know how to say it, but they overwhelm people with the Christmas holiday, right? Because in this country, we are seen as a Christian country, right? They're a Christian values country, in a sense. Okay. So even though there are people of all religions and all cultures in this country, we are a melting pot, this country is, we are seen as a Christian country. And Christians celebrate Christmas as the birth of, of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Not everyone sees it that way. Not everyone does it. And I, and, and I would love to hear from people that are basically bombarded in a sense. That's probably a bad way to say it, but well, well. Bombarded in the sense with Christmas commercials, Christmas decorations, Christmas TV shows, Christmas music, Christmas uh, um, um, light shows, and all these things. You know, like I said, not everybody celebrates. So, how do you feel about that? I mean, what? How would we feel in this country if we were bombarded with um, a celebration of 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 a religion that was not what we are used to? That would be very interesting. Hit us up, 215-383-3992. And if you haven't seen this, if you haven't seen the video, 
If you haven't heard about the story, shout out to uh, JB from Philly Go Flow uh, Radio. He brought this to my attention first yesterday in our meeting yesterday. Uh, a, a, a wrestling referee, I believe a high school wrestling referee who has uh, a history, let's just say he has a history, a reputation of some uh, racial racial undertones. Let's just put it that way. He tells a black competitor that he needs to cut off his dreadlocks or forfeit the match because the dreadlocks gave him um, an advantage over his opponent. Okay? I don't know if this referee thought this high school wrestler was Samson and his energy, his all of his power was in his hair for those who know the Bible story of Samson and Delilah. I don't know if he thought this guy was Samson or if he just is culturally dumb. Okay? But to make a long story short, this high school wrestler did, he cut off his dreadlocks. He cut them off. There's video of him cutting these dreadlocks off. Then he goes on to still win the match. I'm glad he won that match. Nothing against the kid that he beat, but he did win the match. And I'm happy that he won the match. Because in my opinion, that was wrong of him to do that. For uh, as a person that was that once wrestled, it was it was wrong for him to do that. A lot of times you'll see guys in wrestling. You have to make a weight, just like in boxing, just like in the UFC. You have to make a certain weight to wrestle at a certain weight class. Okay, and sometimes what will happen is guys will have to cut their hair to help them make weight. They might just be that much over that they'll cut their hair. I've seen it. Okay, I know people that have had to do it. This kid had already made weight. There was no reason for him to cut his hair. I don't see how that added an advantage. 215-383-3992. And, of course, if you want to be heard on, on this topic or any other topic, please press the number one button and we'll get you right on through. R. Do you have any opinions on what, you know, what we're talking about? There? I'm going to hear how, how you feel about some of these things. Man, I mean, in the sense of the holiday spirit, I don't even want to give any of that referee my energy. I am glad that the attorney general's office uh, did open an investigation. Uh, the, The division on civil rights has opened an investigation. So they are investigating the referee who they understand has a documented racist history. Uh, So, while I could say how I personally feel about it, I think we as people, and I don't want to say black people, but we as people, uh, when you're morally sound, you know what's right and wrong. And some people choose to put their agendas over what's right and wrong. This referee clearly attempted to put an agenda over the spirit of competition between two competitors. And I think it's completely unfair, but I do I'm, – I'm definitely happy that the Division on Civil Rights is investigating the issue. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. We have a caller coming in, my man um, 
UMES grad himself, former UMES athlete as well, just like us on here on Intelligence. My man Rob Bell is calling in all the way from down. So what's going on, Mr. Bell? What's up, Jay? How you doing, man? What you what you want to talk about today? I'm doing I'm doing well, sir. Um, thanks for uh, inviting me to the show, or thanks for having me on the show. Um, I wanted to kind of weigh in on that whole Christmas holiday thing. Um, and for me, I, it's something that I struggle with. And I've struggled with it over the last several years. Now, obviously, when I was younger and my kids were younger, I kind of bought into the whole Christmas holiday thing because it was about my children. It was about, you know, making sure that they're happy, buying toys for them, making it a festive occasion, uh, you know, them uh, being involved from uh, 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 from their school perspective, from their friends' perspective. So Christmas, you know, was a big deal. And for me as a kid, you know, my parents did the same thing for me, made Christmas a big deal. Now, moving forward, as, I got, as I've gotten older, I've kind of looked at it from a different perspective, and I've looked at it from this kind of economic perspective in, in terms of us as the public really being used by this capitalistic and economic system that we live in. It is the last quarter of just about every major corporation in this country. Everyone is trying to close their books. All major corporations, especially the retail outlets, are trying to make as much money as they can before the year is out so that they can show a great profit. And I think Christmas is a great way to do that. And so they bombard us with these commercials. They bombard us with uh, these, these kind of festive occasions that we should get involved in, not just from a, a, a toy perspective from the kids, but from decorations, but from money, I mean, from food, for, for buying gifts for your colleagues at work. I mean, it's just this whole Christmas festive thing. Now, if you look at Christmas from a religious standpoint, and you, you're, you're saying it's the, it's the birth of Christ, Nowhere in any of that advertisement will you see anything that's related to the birth of Christ. It's more so about making money and spending money so that, you know, you can be the hero, if you will, for your people and your children because, you know, I want the biggest gift. I want the best computer. I want the biggest TV. Man, they show people on Black Friday trampling people just to get the biggest TV, you know? Mm. And in no way does that show Christmas spirit. That's purely about greed and economics. And so for me as as an individual, I struggle with it because I don't want to celebrate. I don't want to be a part of that global economic kind of syndrome that we've fallen into. But then I'm attached to a family. I have grandchildren. I have children. Um, you know, people look at me and say, hey, you're the Grinch. I don't want to be the Grinch. You know, I have to call I that this year who, myself. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I want to be who I am, and I'm not a Grinch, but at the same time, I'm really looking at it from a real practical, uh, logical standpoint. We're being, we're being used. We're being taken advantage of, and we're, our, our feelings are being taken advantage of because these commercials commercials are about feelings. Commercials are about taking advantage of people who uh, you know, have 
uh, feelings about whatever the product is, you know, and these retailers and these advertisers know how to get to us. And so they take advantage of us, especially around this Christmas holiday. So, I, again, I, I struggle with it. You know, my wife calls me names. She, calls, she says, you know, get into the Christmas spirit. I want to decorate around the house. I want to put the tree up. I want to do this, that, or the other. <clears throat> and I <clears throat> struggle with it. Now, we got a couple more days left before Christmas, and my conscience is, you know, beating the crap out of me because, you know, at the end of the day, I am going to buy some gifts. But it's not because I really want to. It's because I want to, you know, uh, make some people happy. Mostly you want, you want people to be happy with, with, the, with all of that. Absolutely. I can't disagree with anything that you're saying. I, I really can't. I can't disagree with anything you're saying. Yeah. I, I feel like with, yeah. the, with the inception of, um, okay, you know, we're going to open early on Black Friday to we're going to open – at midnight on Black Friday to we're going to open five o'clock on Thanksgiving to we'll be opening right. at noon on Thanksgiving. So, you right. know, it's, 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 those things just fall right into place. And it, it's just, it has become, you know, I can remember a time when it was really, you know, it's always been about buying gifts for, for people and, and people, and people enjoy the hustle and bustle. I get that. I, I was one that used right. to like the hustle and bustle. I would go out on Christmas right. Eve and buy all my Christmas gifts. At, you know, at and so was I. I was I was that guy too, and I'm still that guy. You know, mm-hmm. um, what I what I do enjoy is being around my family. What I do enjoy is breaking exactly. bread with my family. What I do enjoy is seeing the faces of my grandchildren when they get certain gifts, not because of the gift, but because of the joy that you know my wife and myself can bring to them as our grandchildren. That's what I do enjoy. I enjoy that. Absolutely. I'm a family. I'm a family person. Family means everything to me, and so whenever I can get put in a position to make my family happy, then that makes me feel good. And so, you know, times like Christmas and Thanksgiving and Easter uh, and summer vacations are the times when we get a chance to do that. But I don't want to do it at the expense of feeling like I'm being exploited. And this is the time Absolutely. of the year that, that I think that it happens more than more than anything. And so, again, I struggle with it. I struggle real hard with it. And so I just wanted to weigh in on that, you know, and basically really just vent a little bit and get that off of my chest because, <laughs> you know, I do – I'm going to be honest. I do have some guilt about it. I have some guilt about it, you know, because – And, and you're, you not, know, you're not every, alone in that. You're not alone because yeah. because this time of year, it, 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 it's almost like you're, it, you're almost forced – to go out and 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 that's what you like. If if you show up to the table with no gifts whatsoever, it's almost like you know. Okay, you you just didn't want you you don't you didn't want to show anybody love. You don't love, and you know they a lot of times with with the season the way they push the season around and make it they make the gift giving quick to love. Which is right. reason. Hold on, I'm going to I'm going to mute you real quick, Mr. Bell. Um, which is one reason why you know Kwanzaa is makes so a, a lot of sense to me because yes they do give gifts on Kwanzaa but these gifts are made um by hand. These gifts are made by hand. It's not rushing out and trampling people and buying the biggest thing and stuff like that. Kwanzaa gifts are made by hand. They're they're put together and, and they're they're actually made with love and, and a lot of thought is put into them. Just like a lot of thoughts are put into the gifts that you go out and buy, but they're not the the gifts that you go out and buy are not um 
you know, th- these are things that people want and you get them, not necessarily things that people need or not necessarily things that come from the heart. They come from the heart when you buy them, but they don't necessarily come from the heart at, at, from, from, from seed to, from, from seed. You, you understand what I'm saying? But, um, yeah. so 215 
and I just knew that this is what I was going to get. Um, let my siblings tell it I was a spoiled kid. Uh, let truth tell it I was not a spoiled kid. I just happened to be the beneficiary of being born last. So <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't that I was spoiled. It was that because there was 10 years difference between me and the next closest sibling, I got a lot of generational advantages that were different than what they got. So I wasn't spoiled. It was just a different era. So going back to the story, 94, Christmas 94, I only wanted one gift. I go through about eight, nine gifts under the tree. I'm opening presents. We're sitting there. We're passing stuff around. Everybody's having a good time except for me because I'm opening presents. I'm looking. And you know when you're a kid, you look at the shape of the box, and you kind of know what it is. So you're like, let me put that present out to the side because I'm looking for something. So I'm running through these presents. And I go through everything, and the present that I want is not under the tree. So I'm a little in my feelings, and it's visible. Everybody sees that I have an attitude, and low-key I'm kind of ruining the mood of Christmas morning. (laughs) So, and if anybody knows and remembers my father, rest in peace, my dad was an intimidating man, whether he wanted to be or not. His voice was as deep as my man from the Temptations on Silent Night. My dad had that voice, and he intimidated the hell out of people. And I know he told me to get it together, and I was still in my feelings. Uh, everybody had already opened all of their gifts. Everything from under the tree is done, so I'm in my feelings. Then my mom comes out of the bedroom with one more gift, and she hands it to me. And I look at the box, and it's not the box that I want. So I kind of threw it off to the side. And I'm like, nah, I'm good. I had got socks, I got underwear, got a couple cross-colors outfits, got some iceberg T-shirts, delinquent T-shirts. So if you knew those things, you knew the era I grew up in, and you knew what our budget looked like. So I get this box. I don't want it. I throw it off to the side. I'm like, you know, Christmas is already ruined for me because I didn't get what I wanted. So my older brother, mind you, I said there's a 10-year difference between me and the closest, which is him. So he's like, oh, I'll take it. So he grabs the box. So the selfish in me runs over to grab the box from him. I'm like, ain't nobody going to take my present. It's my present. You can't have it. It's mine. Even though I don't want it, you can't have it. So I grab the box from him. I start taking the wrapping paper off, and it is a box of Kellogg's cornflakes. Not frosted flakes. Cornflakes. No frosting. These were... Ran flakes that if you try to eat them without milk, they will cut the roof of your mouth and the back of your throat. So I'm livid that I get a box of cornflakes for Christmas. So I throw it across the room. So again, my brother hops up and he's like, oh, well, I'll take it. I'm like, well, you can have it. I don't want no cornflakes. So he grabs the box of cornflakes. He opens the top of the box and pulls out the bag. Mind you, the bag is still in cornflakes. 
he pulls out the bag, and inside the cornflakes is a brand new copy of Madden 95 for Sega Genesis. Now, I don't know how quick my frown went to a smile, but that present taught me a lot about life. It wasn't just a gift. Now, mind you, when I was a kid, it was all about the gift. But growing up, the lesson that it taught me over and over was to be humble and to be patient and to be respectful and to value everything that you're given because those things that you are given can often lead you to the things that you want. Mm. So I tell that story because that was one of the most valuable Christmas memories for me. And that makes it the most valuable Christmas present for me. Wow. Wow, that's deep. I didn't realize you were going to go that deep. And I and I, I don't have enough time to go as deep as you just did. <laughs> so, but that's, that's, pretty, that's pretty deep. That's pretty deep. But, bro, uh, you remember Madden 95? You remember Madden 95? Absolutely. They had the cheat code. They had the cheat code for the Carolina Panthers and uh, the Jacksonville yeah. Jaguars. Yeah. That, the game was ahead of its time. I actually had Madden 95 on Game Boy Advance. I didn't have wow. it for, like, Super Nintendo. I had it on Game Boy Advance. I remember that was the – actually, no, because, no, I had the one after that that actually had the teams on me on Game Boy Advance. So I don't even know if I had – I don't know. Was which one was the one with the ambulance? That was, like, 92 or 93. Wasn't it? it was 93. That was 92 or 93. They stopped the ambulance in 93. Yes, I, I I don't you know what I don't remember I don't I I have to I have to look I, I remember getting like it wasn't like now when like now I get mad every year and I get it for myself There's nobody necessarily you know I'm grown um, but back then of course then you had to wait until somebody got it for you most likely for Christmas or birthdays whenever if it if it fell in line I don't remember. I don't remember having. I, I remember. I remember the first one with Carolina on there and Jacksonville on there. I do remember that, but I remember having it on Game Boy Advance, and I don't even remember how I got a Game Boy Advance. Like, how did that happen? How did that come about? But um, if I had to, if I had to say my favorite all-time gift, Christmas gift. Wow. I mean, I I, I struggle with that with that answer all the time. Um, I do know that one of my one gift that I wanted and I, I believe I got a long time ago when I was a kid was I wanted Castle Grayskull. And I remember getting Castle Grayskull and I had Castle Grayskull for years, years. I mean, I probably had Castle Grayskull up until about two years before I stopped playing with toys all together. I had it for a very long time. Um, and then I had, um, I remember, you, you know what, one of the things I had, um, you still there, R. Dot? Man, you know I'm here, man. Okay. I'm over here. Uh, I'm over here vibing on my Masters of the Universe stuff right now, because Castle Grayskull was the truth. Yeah, yeah, it definitely was. One of the things I got when I was younger, um, I remember getting, and I don't know if people remember what this is. Is it? I, I think I got these two things the same year. I got. Do you remember the Pogo Ball? Oh yeah, I, I I didn't get one. My next door neighbor, uh, Marvin Cole, uh, 
Mars, uh, solar, not solar sports. I forgot what the name of his show is. But, yeah, <laughs> Marv, he had one. That's the second, second, second shout-out solar sports got today. Solar Sports getting some love on, on the new, on the new Twist Network today. New Twist Radio showing love to Solar Sports. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. Um, I, I got a pogo ball, um, and I got I think the same. I got a roller racer. Do you remember the roller racers? Nah. Okay, so the roller racer was uh, it was like this little thing you would sit on. And it had it it, 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 was, it was very low to the ground, and you sat on it, and you put your feet on the handlebars, and you had handlebars that came out to your hands, and you would take the handlebars and you would slide them to the left and right, and that's how you would go forward. And you know what? I need to go to my dad's house and see if that thing even still exists at my dad's house. And, and it, I I loved that thing, and maybe I know I have a picture. Somebody sent me a picture recently with me on it. And I have to see if um, if, if I uh, can find that that picture. But I love that roller racer because I could I could I could take it outside, I could take it in the house, and, and I could still use it. Um, I just pulled it up on the internet. I had to look at the picture of it, see if it see if it um if they still sell it. Let's see, is it, is it on Amazon? Uh oh, they still have it on Amazon. It's a little different. A little bit different, but they still have them on Amazon. I might have to get one and just. Oh my goodness! It costs one hundred thirty dollars. I don't know if I'm gonna get that. <laughs> I don't know if I'll be getting that one. But uh, yeah, I I, I love the roller racing, and I had I, I remember having a lot of fun with that thing. Um. And you know, it just I, I I just remember having loads of fun with that thing. As I got older, one of my favorite gifts that I that I got that I had a lot and. I liked it. I really liked the gift when I got it, but I I liked it more the the older I got because um, friends and family we would play this and we just had fun for a long time on it and still to this day sometimes I talk to my friends and we talk about this. I had got a foosball table and we had a foosball table in my basement and we would play and um, you know friends would come over and we would play this thing. You know, it was like I was like a teenager at the time. I was a young teenager, probably like 13, 14 years old. Um, and we would play with this foosball table, and you know we just had fun. The summers, you know, summers before you was like you, that before you had jobs, you would play with the foosball table, and you would come over, watch videos on the box, <laughs> on, and, and, and drink up all my juice in the house, and my parents get mad at me. We playing foosball all the time. So um, yeah, that was those were some of my favorite gifts that I received as a kid. As I got older, you know, receiving gifts are different. Um, I get I definitely get happy with getting socks now. I get happier than I did when I was younger. I'll tell you that socks, socks and underwear. That just means that you. I think you get happy. You know what I think it is now when you get older. Uh, or that, I think you get happier getting gifts that now I don't have to buy on myself. You know what I mean? I know now I don't have to go to the store and buy it myself. You give me a ten pack of deodorant, I'll be happy with that because now I don't have to go out and buy deodorant on my own for a while. I don't know what you think about that. What's your thoughts on that? That's just something Man, I can it's so crazy. In a in a world of convenience now, and I probably would have hated gift cards as a kid. Like I wanted certain things, but now I'm so happy if you just get me a gift card. One of my coworkers. Yes, you're right. One of my coworkers 
And everybody know everybody that knows me knows that I am the biggest Chick Fil A advocate in the world. Um, I absolutely mm-hmm. love Chick Fil A. I will probably uh, <laughs> I will probably be the first person buried beneath a Chick Fil A um, if it has not <laughs> happened yet already. But that is one of my plans. So I came into work yesterday. Mind you, I shouldn't have went to work. I was deathly ill. Shouldn't have went to work. But one of my coworkers left me a, a Christmas card. In the Christmas card, it had a $20 Chick-fil-A gift card. I was almost moved to tears. Now, oh. I think it was partly because of the medication that I was on, but I think that that was also one of the better gifts that I've gotten. <laughs> uh, because for once, I couldn't eat food up until yesterday. So I think it made me super emotional because I didn't eat and I was on medication. And, you know, there's always that one thing that you really want when you can't eat anything. So right. for me, it was a Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich. So I literally used my Christmas present already. <laughs> I went to Chick-fil-A, got a chicken sandwich, and it probably was the greatest chicken sandwich that I've ever had in my life because I never thought that I was going to eat a chicken sandwich again after being sick for the last 72 hours. I know it's super dramatic, but it's the truth. Man, look, um, it's real. I I understand where you're coming from. That's all the way real. Um, 215-383-3992, give us a call. Let us know what your favorite gift was and and your your views on getting gifts (laughs) now. Because... You know, the views have changed over the last 20, 20, 30 years for a lot of people about gift giving and gift receiving. Um, you know, we talked to uh, Mr. Rob Bell just earlier, and he gave us his opinions on it. So, uh, you know, let us know what you think. Um, just before we took the call earlier, and we got about, we, just, we got under 15 minutes left in the show, about 10 minutes left in the show. We talked, to, uh, we talked about this high school wrestling referee who has the reputation, and I believe you he may have done some research on it, uh, or that, um, but he has a competitor cut off his dread to to, to continue competing, and I, that, to me that that just was not that was not right. Um, I would I would love to know if there was ever a competitor who was not black who had long hair that you know that that the referee made them cut their hair. I wonder if there if there was ever a situation like that. If there's a situation like that, let us know. Shoot us an email. Uh, you know, tag us in on the Facebook. Send it to our Facebook page, uh, New Twist Radio. Hit us up on Instagram. Let us know. I'll be hard pressed to find it. I would be hard pressed to find it. I, I, yeah, I, I highly doubt. I highly doubt that it occurred. And. Throughout history, we have been put in unfair situations. Uh, We've been given sets of demands for us that have not been demanded of others, and we still excel. So congratulations to the young man. Uh, He did win, which goes to show that whether it was perceived an unfair advantage or not, he was still the better competitor that day. And that's why I said I don't want to even give my energy to the referee because he failed at what he was trying to do. He was trying to bully and intimidate 
a young black man because of his hair, and he failed. That young man said, you know what? Hair will grow back. This opportunity may not come again. Let me take advantage of it right now, and he did. He won, and he won rightfully so. The referee could have, when you think about a referee, that referee could have pointed out anything to swing mm. that match in the favor of the other kid. Absolutely. He targeted hair because he assumed that this young black man was going to be so attached to his hair and labeled as an unfair advantage that he wasn't going to compete. And the ref could have given away points. He could have held points away from him. There could have been a number of different outcomes for the match itself. So I don't even want to give the referee any of my energy. And I know I've said that so many times that I feel like I'm giving it to him, but I applaud this young man for going out there and handling his business and winning and doing it the right way. So I wanna I, I wanna just take a look at this issue from a from a slightly different perspective. Uh slightly different. Uh, I agree with everything you said just now, Art. Right, there's no way I can disagree with anything you just said. Um this kid is I would call him the ultimate team player. Because wrestling is a team sport with with a, with individual with an individual aspect to it. Okay. This wrestling you know, he he got points for his team. When you win a match, you get points for your team, okay? Of course, it helps your record individually, but it's all about the team. And this kid is the ultimate team player. This referee, like you said, tried to bully him because he thought he was going to be attached to his hair. I don't know if this ref has – well, we, we, there's, a, there's, a, there's talk of, of a reputation this ref has of, of ra- with racial undertones attached to it. But I don't know if this ref may also have something against this school, this particular school. I don't know, okay? So, first and foremost, like I said, this kid is the ultimate team player. He he decided he was going to cut his hair and get his points for his team. Okay, he's still going to compete. Number two, this, for the perspective I wanted to look at this is, is, is as a coach, if I, were a, if, if I were the coach, I think, and it's easy for me to say because I'm not in a situation, but I am a coach, and I started to think that what if an umpire – gave a similar type situation to me on a baseball field. As a coach, I would say, you know what? He's not going to he's not going to compete. Or I would talk to the other coach and look, this this ref is being completely unfair about it and maybe the other coach can be an a hole, maybe the other coach can be understanding and we can work something out. As a coach I'm not making my I'm not going to make my, my athlete um my student athlete go out there and um, change his, change the way he looks to compete for the team. Okay, I'm not I'm not going to put him in that situation. Okay, because ultimately we're talking about a kid. We're not talking about an adult here. We're talking about a kid, right? So if I were in a situation where let's say um, I have a pitcher with long hair. And umpire says, "Look, he can't be on the on the pit on the mound with all that long with all that hair. You gotta put somebody else up there, or he's gotta cut it. There's no way I'm having that kid cut his hair. And I'm not blaming the coach. I'm not blaming him at all. But there's no way that I'm I'm having that kid cut his hair because this one umpire wants to be whatever he is, 
and tell my kid that he needs to cut his hair if he wants to compete. There's no way I'm making, I'm letting that, I'm allowing that to happen. Okay. And the coach of that wrestling team, I, I think, maybe should have taken that stand as well. However, like I said, it's the ultimate team player. If he, you know, he decided he would, he would cut his hair for the team, I would tell him, and maybe the coach did tell him. Okay, maybe he did say, I would tell him, no, you look, you don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. We'll 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 take the push. We'll take the forfeit. Maybe this kid was undefeated. I don't know. Maybe the kid was undefeated and he didn't want to take the forfeit. If he was going to lose, maybe he didn't want to lose like that. Okay. Many factors that can go into it. I would like to have more um, context of of this story, but. From my perspective as a coach, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have. I would. I would tell my kid, my athlete, look, you don't have to do this. This is not right. He's being a bully. You do not have to do this. Now I wonder about. I kind of wonder about whether or not this kid's parents, mom or dad, or whoever you know, guardian, was at at the meet. Okay. I wonder this because if they were not at the meet. I would love to know what the parents' reaction was when he came home from the meet. That's that's another thing I would like to know. Because, you know, dreadlocks don't grow overnight. All right, when you when you have dreadlocks, you take your time. That that's one of the they call what do they call it call it our dot your uh, your journey, your story. Your, I think it's a journey. Yeah, the journey. Because it takes a while to grow, and it takes a long time for them to grow long, and it takes patience, you know, and it takes consistency because you always have to do maintenance and, and things like that. Um, this kid had a journey. All of a sudden, this referee wants to end that journey, and he did. The referee succeeded in ending a journey or, 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 or part of the journey. But the kid is still writing his own story. 215-383-3992. We actually got under five minutes left on the show. Time flies when you're having fun. I, 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 I got to say, time flies when you're having fun. Um, hey, Jay, it was one more thing that I wanted to get into before we before we go, because I know we only got a couple of minutes left. We're going to do that. So, um, and I'm not sure if you saw it or not. But uh, there was a post. Man on the subway yesterday in New York finds a purse with ten thousand dollars in it. Oh yeah. He turned it in. Mm. Now, mm. if it were you, what would you do? I mean, it's it's a few days before Christmas. You find ten thousand dollars in a purse. There's no identification in the bag, uh, just a note. He said that there was a note in the bag. Uh, it was in Russian writing, and hmm. he he could not understand what the note said. But we're gonna leave politics out today. No politics yeah, today. No politics. No politics. But. Uh, <laughs> But uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was super interesting just to see that someone can find ten thousand dollars cash on a train platform, and he turns it in. Uh, the article said that he earned himself a spot for life on Santa's nice list. Uh, yeah, right. I truly don't think <laughs> that I want to be on that list, and that's just me. Yeah. Uh, I might have, I may have turned in. Some of it, 
but I don't think that I'm turning in that person. Uh, just, you know, just me. I don't know. I don't know. First what would of you all, do, I, 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 probably, I probably would not turn it in. I'll be honest. <laughs> I probably would not turn it in. Um, I would like to say I, I, I would want to turn in some of it. But, you know, I, 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 I'm reminded of a story that just came out a few months ago of a kid that found some money. In a similar type situation, a young kid found some money, and he turned it in. And, you know, in this world, it's not all about money. But, you know, when I think about my personal say, hey, brother got student loans. You know, I got a car that's almost paid up that I need that I would love to pay off early. There's a, there's a few things that I, I could do with that money that, you know, here's the thing. There's no identity in, in the person, right? If I, I, I would say if there were an, an ID in the purse, I would try to do the right thing. I'm going to be honest. And that, that's not the popular thing to say, but if there were ID in the purse, yes, I would try to do the right thing. Now, no ID, nothing but a note with Russian rights. Hey, if you follow me on social media, you know Russians been trying to get into my LinkedIn account. <laughs> okay? They owe me. That's how I feel about it. No Russians owe me. But, yeah, if I cannot identify anything as far as this bag is concerned and this money is concerned, I'm probably not turning it in. Um, however, if there were an ID or something in it, I might I might try to, to find the owner in the in the best possible way. Because for me, you know, I'm, I'm a stand up guy. I would love to sit here and be like, oh no, I ain't, I'm keeping that money. Nah, if it's ID in it, I'm trying. If it's not ID in it, I'm 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 trying to invest that money. Because some people might see it as a gift from God. Am I right? Some people might see it as a gift from God. Some people might see it as a test from God. And it, it all depends on your perspective, right? That's when you got to talk to God and find out what you're supposed to do. So, look, we got to get out of here, man. We got about a minute left. Uh, Arda, what you got? Last word. Oh, man. I want to say uh, my thoughts and, uh, when, you know what, I won't even say thoughts and prayers. My my thoughts are with the people uh, who were involved in the incident at Christiana Mall yesterday. Uh, updated news says that there was not a shooting, so people, please stop saying that there was a shooting at the mall. Uh, the news, the facts say that there were not, but I do know that there was an incident that shook up a lot of people, so I'm hoping for calm and peace for everybody involved in the incident yesterday. All right, and look. Um, our dad, when, when we when we end the show, don't hang up because I want to talk to you off air real quick. Uh, try some gotcha. things, but I want to thank everybody for uh, checking us out. Thank you to uh, Mr. Bell down in uh, down in Atlanta for, um, for for giving us a shout this morning, and uh, you know to everyone that celebrate Merry Christmas, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy New Year. If we don't talk to you before the New Year, um, enjoy yourself, be safe, spend time with your family, and enjoy the time that you have, y'all. So. That being said, we love y'all for loving us. We out of here. Peace. Peace.